listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Welcome back to a brand new episode of 9to5 Entertainment System. This is episode 286, if you enjoy 9ES, and I know you do because you're listening to it right now. Head to patreon.com slash 9to5cc and throw us a few dollars. You can either subscribe to the $1 we love you level or the couple more dollars for the 9to5 9ES Deluxe level where you get access to Garbage Time, which is a bonus episode that we record each every episode of 90s on this week's episode of garbage time we talk about the filmography of guy Ritchie. we also talk about batman who laughs from Zack snyder not Zack snyder scott snyder that's a different guy but this on the main episode we talk about the demise of vice media they declared bankruptcy we talk about zelda tears of the kingdom uh we talk about sony save files suck uh hip-hop updates about kanye and lil wayne and scott finally manages to join the episode and talk about meet the spartans all this and more on 9 to 5 Entertainment System, episode 286. <laughs> we're going to start recording. Who was Bong Bong Marcos? John and I were talking about uh, the various... I guess like but like, like dictate dictators under cover of a democracy, right? Like okay. Duterte and Bolsonaro are kind of fall into those. Like they have all the like the tropes of like that kind of classic dictator type, but like sure, we're, sure. but like have been elected through like kind of I think Bolsonaro I think was more genuinely elected than Duterte ever was, but was still kind of had that had that vibe. I think there's probably rigged elections in Brazil also, like what I'm I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I I don't know, man. It's it's so difficult to trust the electoral process, you know? In in the best of times. In the the most, like, established democracies on the planet, we're still like, is it? Is it rigged? Is it messed up? I think we're talking about that. So, yeah, so to, to, to throw it in. And then, yeah, so Bolsonaro recently i'm sure we talked about it on the show before lost and uh i think in, in a and then lula da silva came back was the old president but then there was yeah. duterte who was the 16th president of the philippines and he was like hardcore dictator right like that was the whole he had certain good ideas but then also was like you can execute people for yeah the one i, I don't know how true it is i kind of remember the story that he he said it would be legal to assassinate anybody who was dealing drugs. And then, you know, people took that, it, you know, it's not quite like a purge kind of thing, but it was like people went around killing people and then saying, oh, yeah, no, no, they were dealing drugs. And yeah, and I mean, on the other thing, too, is that apparently in, in a good, good chunks of like parts of the Philippines or whatever, the cops would like do Handmaid's Tale style, like, like string up the drug dealers from the bridges and whatever else and being like, there's yeah. just some bodies that are out there and you're like this is like the philippines it's not it's it's not a crazy country it's like it's a it's a rich wealthy country where there you know there's like a lot of like i'm not saying there's no poverty or whatever but like it's an established country with a real economy you're not expecting like warlord style prisoners just hanging from bridges and stuff like i wouldn't yep. you wouldn't think yep. that of a like quote-unquote relatively civilized country like the Philippines. Like, right? Like, it's not a, oh, it's been, like, wave after wave of warlord in control. You're like, no, this is a supposedly democratically elected president who's putting on these crazy shows of power that is, you know, crazy upsetting. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so then, yeah, so he technically stopped being president, but, like, 
the new guy Bong Bong Marcos is uh, apparently fully fully in his process in in his like in his court, and the vice president is Duterte's daughter. Keith, what a splendid name! Bong Bong, Bong, Marcos. Bong Marcos. I really I really messed up going with with Hobbs. What what's when Bong Bong was on the table? <laughs> what's what's crazy though is like he's uh, he. He has to go with it. Like his technically, his name is Ferdinand, but like on his Wikipedia you can page, stick with Ferdinand, there are so many choices. So many on other his ways Wikipedia to go page, like above the photo, it says His Excellency Bong Bong Marcos. It doesn't say like His Excellency Ferdinand Bong Bong Marcos. <laughs> his Excellency Bong Bong Marcos. Okay, okay. Would you, if bong you bong hang on, Marcos. if you okay. if you were Bong Bong Marcos, would you change the currency to be the Bong Bong? <laughs> But why stop there? Why stop there, right? You could have the national dance. <laughs> also known as the bong bong. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were talking about uh, yeah. so, so foreign foreign policy and crazy dictators and all that stuff uh, is was our, was and, our segue. Then, yeah, the segue was then splendid names because Spl- there was, of course, General Butt Naked, who I never would have heard or read about if I had not been for a Vice article about warlords in... Um, uh, West Africa. Yeah, so I also would say that, like, even the from like a, a bigger, a broader standpoint, I think like relatively early on in the the Vice magazine, like it started off as way more just like local punk rock music scene kind mm-hmm. of crap. But like relatively early on, like still in the like late '90s, early 2000s, they were like, hey, here's some like deep deep cuts of like international affairs with mm-hmm. stories that you maybe would have no reason to ever hear about and are absolutely, like, some of the craziest shit you'd ever read about. We're talking, of course, about Vice filing for bankruptcy. Yeah, which is, yeah. I mean, a pretty big bummer, I think. All things all things considered, like, certainly yeah. they're, like, had their ups and downs, I think. Like, the... Okay, okay. Look at you, to, American Apparel, to... the borderline pornography on the back of every single solitary ad and then how much american apparel exploded into like half those girls were like underage and whatever and those were like and all of them were getting hit on by the skeezy whatever his face was that's it and it was like like there's there is no doubt like i have i have a stack of a couple of vices like still in my washroom and and like you're like yeah they're they're quite if everything was consensual sure but it wasn't and like when you look at those you're yeah. like god i hope this is consensual because like oh, they're yeah. they're all they're those american apparel ads were super skeezy and they were on the back yeah. of every single issue of vice <laughs> yeah the, the tone of those ads was inevitably inevitably uncomfortable yeah i don't exactly. know how you can how you like who who is your target who's not finding it uncomfortable or or maybe like that's the intent they want you to feel uncomfortable i don't get it man i guess so i mean i think not it was just cool. like a okay. heavy a heavy like it was I think that they were in a weird spot of, like, they were kind of sort of trying to be, like, frat boys, but while also being, like, no, but we're the smart kind of frat boy. Okay, okay. Gross jar. So they have a jar on the roof of the Vice building, uh-huh. and then every episode they put some other fluid in, and mm-hmm. people could write in and suggest what the fluid would be. So Ellie was like, you know, like, pour a beer in there, blah, and there's a beer. And then they're like, put some raw chicken in. Okay. And then every month they would get grosser and grosser. Gross yep. jar. Was this a high or a low? I mean... <laughs> Like it, it, it's fine because it, it's like that whole thing. Like when you, we were talking about, uh, like run the jewels, right? How you're just sort of like when you say something like crass toilet humor right next to like a really like deep observation or like scathing criticism or whatever. Like it kind of like it like it, it you 
you're trying to shake off an air of pretension, right? If you're just doing like it's all warlord stuff and the whole world's screwed up, now you're like a weird pretentious student newspaper. But then if you're like mm-hmm. we do that and also look at this gross chart, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you kind of like you're you're so, you're sort of like cutting the pretension of the other stuff. I mean, not to say the vice wasn't pretentious; it was very pretentious. It had its moments a lot sure. of the time. But I think that even like the do's and don'ts, like there there was a there. I don't think you could get away with that. Most of those jokes are just just shaming people. <laughs> like, that, that, that's that's what the kind of like that's what it was though a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think that was the that was the thing. Like, like the like, I still have like the Vice Student Guide and stuff like kicking around. Like they're very funny. They're not okay <laughs> for like. There's a lot of humor that would certainly not fly in 2023 that was flying around in those like late 90s or 2000s vice magazines like i'm sure they were saying the r word all the time they probably they did a lot of gay jokes also like even though they were what's like like not- was, what's his face was still involved the guy who became gavin the McInnes. boy like gavin mckinnis was still yeah exactly there. that's it gavin like you never I mean, know think, <laughs> yeah exactly i think you can't necessarily shake shake that off of your the history of vice was that gavin mckinnis was one of your founders but sure. like, I, I, certainly, I the was vice, like the Vice Guide to picking up women, yeah. the Vice Guide to dating, the yeah. Vice Guide to sex. Like those, those were some of them were fucking insightful and and like and so, on like literally on point. <laughs> and, some, and some of them were just funny and nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like I said, it, it, I I don't think there was like a, a month went by where I wouldn't try to score the free copy somewhere because okay. they, they always got like scooped up whatever to the point where. I subscribed to Vice for a little while when they were like... I, were... I had a subscription for four years. Yeah, yeah, that's I still it. have a whole stack of them in the, in the corner. Why not? Yeah. It was like the perfect bathroom book. Yeah, exactly. That's it. I, I, that's literally why like, I kept a few that are now just in my bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> for the, you know, I don't know, if your phone is dead or whatever. Like, if you're in there and... Yeah. It's, certain, it's certainly like there was a lot of, like, obviously fashion stuff that was, you know, not for me. But it was definitely like a fun thing to get, to, to, to peer into. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, yeah I, guess I, I was like, I, I think when when Sarah and I had the prescription, the prescription, a prescription for Vice, right in my veins, mm-hmm. doctor. When we had the subscription uh, device, like literally, when we got it, we would like sit down together and look at do's and don'ts, and then eventually, <laughs> like that would be like the first thing because that was like a fun little like group activity, and then it would just like kick around on the coffee table as like we made our way through whatever articles we felt like it. I also, oh man, I remember their 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 porn reviews. Which were just, which were really just like stream, like someone did a bunch of drugs and did like stream of consciousness and maybe did not watch the porn or maybe did. (laughs) Like it was just like rambling insanity. And then they're like five stars or like whatever. Some of their travel shows were fucking amazing. I was going to say, and then they started to branch out into the media, which is ultimately what they are, what they, the company that is filing bankruptcy is Vice Media, which is, I don't think they've been a magazine for a long while. Time. Yeah. I think they, they, they kind of spun off to be a website. Like, I don't... When did they... They must have stopped printing. At, I would say a while ago. They had a channel. They had their own cable channel mm-hmm. for a little while. Wasn't it a partnership with um, uh, HBO? Maybe. I think so. I think I'm pretty they got, sure they It was did. a partnership for, with someone. Like, uh, yeah. there was someone helping them helping them produce that. But yeah, ton, full-fledged shows. Like, uh, Fuck That's Delicious with Action Bronson. Uh, Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia, which was a, an article, then became a show. Uh, and then he died, didn't he? Did he? Did Hamilton? See the one? There's one. One of their drug guys d- ended up dying in a in a hotel room alone. Uh, I I'm not like saying I would drugs. not. I'm not saying I put it past Hamilton, but Hamilton did seem to be a very like 
safe drug abuser. Like, because mm-hmm. I think there was like a couple guys who were like a little bit more in there. Like Hamilton always seemed to be in like in a controlled area with like someone watching him and all that stuff. Don't not saying that it was not him. I'm just saying that he seemed of the guys doing the drugs advice. He did seem to be like going out of his way to be as safe as possible mm-hmm. while he was doing some of the gnarliest drugs on the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to. <clears throat> yeah, no, super fun. And uh, and yeah, so then yeah, they had their the like Vice TV show. They had Vice News. Which was like mm-hmm. an excellent. I think it was Vice News that was with HBO, and then maybe they took some of that HBO money and spun it off into their own stuff. Because I remember like I Vice... think I think it was also Shane Shane Smith's travel stuff, where he goes to North Korea and he goes yeah. to all like the craziest parts of Africa. And he, mm-hmm. Some of those were so good, Smith's... so good. He ta- he talks to people who that the the general butt naked interview fucking yeah. out of this world. Stones yeah. of a like an old timey journalist. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. Like like I'm yep. just gonna go there. And get the story. Like, I remember, I think, the the last, I think, like, really kind of, like, poignant Vice thing that I watched was um, when they had that girl who went to the um, the Charlestown right-wing protests and was just, like, hanging out with all of the crazy right-wing lunatics. Hmm. And just, like, I'm just here. Tell me what you want to tell me. Like, I'm not here to provoke anything. Just, like, what do you, like, and just, like... What do you think about this? What do you think about this? Like I, asking challenging questions, but like not like never saying like you're a dumb lunatic, <laughs> you know? Like like never like sure, sure, never sure. never going aggro, getting insane quotes with some of these people, and a bunch and a bunch of them who got like very arrested afterwards, you know? Like yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it was like that. That is a and, and 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 like it always like I think stuck out again when you just talk about the like the cojones. It was like a, a, a petite little blonde girl with glasses who was just like hanging mm-hmm. out with these like with Proud Boy founders and all these guys and just I was like that is and, and like while things are turning bad she's still sticking around you know and you're like right. that's that's uh that's a level of journalism that we do not do here at the nine to five entertainment system <laughs> comfortably sitting in our respective homes online uh huh. Uh man, but yeah, no, a bummer. I think, like I said, definitely an yep. end of an era. Like I was always, always had a soft spot for Vice. Yeah, like, yeah, me I, too. I don't think uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm sad. I'm sad they couldn't make it work. And even recently, like I've liked their motherboard content. Like their their mm-hmm. their tech stuff was again taking that. I wonder if that's going too, or if there's like se- sections of it that are going to stick around. Well, because so motherboard I, is definitely something you can check. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and still, still very active, right? Like, yeah. Uh, and I think that that's part of the the bankruptcy or bankruptcy protection is sort of what they're, I think, filing for. Is there like, it's a certain legal hoops to jump through to like properly sell off the conglomerate for parts. I think that they mm. need to like they need that's sort of what they're doing. Is they're like, there may be parts like Vice Media itself is going to dissolve, but I think they're they're they need to file something, which I think the technically their their bankruptcy protection or whatever so that they can legally sell it off for parts and not just have everything everything go under so but like they had already done like massive layoffs like a couple months ago and stuff so womp womp r.i.p vice from a what i mean like what a fun story though too bad it has like a shitty ending of just like a bunch of guys who are just sort of like hey we're just gonna make a magazine i bet they got really fucking rich and had a good time so I, I mean, I think, good, uh, rich, I rich, okay. rich enough to start the Proud Boys, baby. <laughs> like, I mean, did he, did he not also disavow himself of them completely? Like, 
years, you know, before his name stops being associated with him, if it I, even is. I don't know if he's. I mean, this is. I don't know. Like, I mean, if you look at the timing, like he was absolutely there on on some of the stupid marches and some of the whatever else, and then and, yeah. and, and like disavowed slash got kicked out, and like who knows, and who knows yeah. what or why. It's very easy to if you got kicked out to be like I never liked them anyway, you know. Like true, true. It's I, I don't know. I like I definitely never followed anything he said or followed him as a person. I saw like four random videos, you know, from like wandering on Reddit that yeah. that were his comedy videos, mm-hmm. and they all had like a like really uh, dry poking fun at people by by like straight-facedly doing something completely ridiculous mm. and the whole proud boys thing felt to me like something like that it just like i'd never bought the the reality of it and then and then he disappeared from it and then maybe people bought something he was trying to do as a troll i mean well, well and I, but i think that even when he but he, they were and i think that's because he was tried for some stuff and whatever else like that too, yeah right? like yeah because yeah. i mean i think that's the that's the problem was. right it's kind of like yeah. You know, like swatting someone feels like it's just a, a ridiculous troll, but no, it's quite illegal to just call the SWAT team no, on someone's that's house. Not, no, 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 but you know what I mean. That's but I'm just saying, but like, if you no, I think it is comparable. If if there are people, and even if you're like it's a dumb troll, and you've con- and you've convinced these people to incite violence, right? Like, even if you're trolling them, and they should be smarter than that, you do have a responsibility to try to pump the brakes on it when you realize these people are taking you seriously. And I think that's where he might have, like, like maybe his ego or his hubris might have taken over, and he was just sort of like, how far can I push it? And not necessarily thinking about the consequences of pushing it, if it was a troll. Like, if, in fact, this was, like, never his actual political leanings and his whole entire idea was just to manipulate right-wing idiots into being extra idiots. There's a certain point where... If they're now thinking about being violent, or they're talking about this and that, where you need to, you need to immediately like GTFO. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I, I don't think either of us know enough about this. I'm, uh, I'm gonna, I, I read into a I'm bunch of it when it was happening. This. I'm curious about it. Yeah, I, I, you can do a deep dive, do a I'm homework curious. homework assignment, come back to it, do a deep dive. But that was kind of my understanding was that like there was maybe a point where he could have cut out and yeah. maybe retained some face, and I think he pushed it a little too far. If it was indeed a, a troll, because like I said, I've gone down a couple click holes being like. How much of this is real, let's say, mm-hmm. and how much of it isn't. But uh, anyway, yep. R.I.P. Vice, baby. Uh, that was all I had to talk about. No, I, <laughs> I did have something else. Uh, have you heard about the uh, the war crimes of Zelda? <laughs> The War Crimes of Zelda. The War Crimes of Zelda. The so, new dog or the new Zelda game? The new Zelda game. Uh, okay. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I understand that people are very impressed with it. So apparently it's super, super impressive, and it's like like a, a like head and shoulders amazing Zelda game, like from a franchise that has certainly, I think, already endeared itself to everybody. Like, like people on my feed who... I have never posted video game content are talking about how like in love and enamored they are with this game. Like mm-hmm. uh like Montreal comedian like Vance Michelle, who's, you know, like professional cook and comedian and whatever else like that, like like absolutely plays video games but is like has been posting about it daily, being like, uh-huh. I cannot stop playing this game. <laughs> like like just mm-hmm. loves it. But anyway, but yeah, the uh the the Zelda War Crimes hashtag is there's a like a, a crafting uh, element 
to it, but not not crafting in the like collect flowers and and get a thing, like an actual like a Minecrafting element to it, okay. where like there's certain abilities to like fuse and animate certain other things, including like spells and like load load all this crap up to the point where like you would be like, I made a magic sword and it shot a laser, pew pew. I'm not saying that that's like that's kind of like used as intended, but like this model or mechanism is so robust that like some people have built themselves tanks like uh-huh. with, with this thing so you're sort of like you're like watching like some little goblins or whatever and you see link just like, just like rolls around in like an actual war machine someone built a working mech that like the arms like had laser blasters someone uh-huh. built a like a weird floating platform thing that like rained lasers down from the sky outside of the hit radius of the boss so it's just like they send this thing up and all they need to do is just kind of like avoid the boss's attack while he has like orbital strikes raining down on the dragon <laughs> they were That's like man amazing. Hyrule was not ready for Zelda's war cr- or Link's war crimes coming in here they were like we're armed with like you know bows and arrows and swords and stuff <laughs> Link shows up in a mech <laughs> and you're like oh boy uh, yeah, no, it's it's very funny. So look it up. I think I, I literally, uh, I think if you just like a good starting point is to just look up the like if you put like Link or Zelda Mech, and then there's like you could unlock a couple YouTube channels. Of... Yeah, the, the review that I had heard about it was um, that the, the one right before this was a Twilight Princess or was there another? I uh, know Twilight after? Princess was like fifteen was years ago, dude. Uh, Breath of the Wild Breath was of the last the wild. one. So some yeah. somebody said it was like it was like Breath of the Wild was a shitty tech demo for what this thing was, mm-hmm. and it is what you get when a AAA studio has as long as they want to perfect the product. So it's like everything feels polished to a degree that no other game ever feels like the, like the menus are snappy the like whatever whatever everything 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 um yeah which i mean this is like that's how like nintendo works you know they like they they make one or two really good games and sell a system based on it one or two i'm, I'm being critical but you yeah. know what i mean i got like a handful certainly less than the other the other studios get to well yeah but at the same time i think that like not necessarily Right, like it's just that they're tied to a console. Where if mm-hmm. you think of like Nintendo doesn't bring out like a substantially like less number of games than like Santa Monica or whatever, they're just like working on God of War and whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like there are some studios that are not like just churning out games EA or Ubisoft style. Like certain studios, even like Naughty Dog with like Last of Us and the Uncharted's, they're they're not like pumping out games. Nintendo brings out what usually i would say a game every six months to a year or so i mean not not all of them are going to be zelda but like your mario kart's going to be really good really polished really fun the mario mm-hmm. game is going to be really good they'll maybe throw a donkey kong in there they might throw a metroid in there like but it's like i would say most of the time there's at least like between let's say six six and twelve months of a nintendo console there will be like a triple a nintendo game that comes out that is going to be like a polished like like whether it's for you or not it's going to be exactly what was offered you know like mm-hmm. like what they're doing with uh Mario Kart is pretty nuts like they it came out like several years ago and they just keep releasing tracks for it really? like yeah and like and not and, and from what i understand although I, Andrew would obviously buy them like i don't even think they're DLC you just keep getting them 
Like, huh. it's like, here's more tracks. Like, well, because what I think they're doing is they're just upscaling and rendering new tracks or older tracks for new. Like, every time they release four new tracks or four quote-unquote new tracks, it's one new track and then three uh, upscaled versions of other Mario Kart games. So it's not like they're doing, like, they don't need to redesign the track or anything, but they do, like, reanimate it, right? Like, you're if you throw a, a Super Nintendo <laughs> track... It's not running on anything resembling the Nintendo Switch engine, right? Like, they've rebuilt it from the ground up, but they don't have to, like, level design anything. That's still pretty cool, though, that they're getting, uh, they're giving free stuff. That's really un-Nintendo. Yeah, because other other things in Nintendo are completely, completely insane. I told you that, like, you get, like, special coins or whatever when you buy games new, and it was kind of like an incentive, like, it was to incentivize, like, understandably, considering how much, like, undercut new games GameStop was doing, right? Like like the the resale market and all that stuff. So like when you mm-hmm. buy a game new, you'd get special coins for like the Nintendo store. But then somehow those coins also would expire. So if you bought like a brand new sealed in box game, but it happened to be from like a year ago, just because it hasn't sold, Horrible. your your coins have expired. Even though you bought it new. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking Nintendo. They're like, no, we wanted you to buy it new at launch for full price. No discounts for you. But apparently, apparently there they they've there's been a number of things coming out of like Nintendo of America and I guess Nintendo of Japan and stuff to say that they're they're trying to they're trying to really they've made various like promises about this iteration of the virtual console and stuff like to be like this is the last time if you buy Zelda it's like now a forever thing and it's on us to make sure that like in any future console your purchase of this game like still works so if you bought like wind waker or whatever because like greg currently you could have bought wind waker when it came out you could have bought wind waker on the wii you could have bought wind waker on the gamecube you could have like whatever like all the different consoles that went on and those those purchases did not transfer one to the other and supposedly they've made a lot of like bold statements of saying like these are these are now like forever games and it's on us to keep them backwards compatible whatever if you buy any of their virtual console stuff Interesting. Which is, I mean, I can't imagine that that takes any amount of effort, right? Like every, like... The Particularly co- the old games where it's like a megabyte of data, you know? Well, and all you need to do is essentially just code an emulator for your new system, right? Yeah. Like, like you don't need to re- you don't need to do anything else. Like, you just need to just make sure that your new system has some kind of an emulation engine that can just run it. And, like, and then you slapped a little disclaimer on it, being like, this is emulated hardware. Things might not work out great. Mm-hmm. I found that that uh, I encountered that on the PlayStation, whatever. Where uh, it was a PS3 virtual game that, like, it's it just a. It was a super weird. It was like a top down. I think it was called like like the spinning limousine or something. I mean, the game is definitely about a spinning limousine. It's spinning limousine. <laughs> yeah, it's like a top. It's like a top down. Think like GTA 2 look. Like it's like a top down driver. Uh, yeah. But you're just in the limousine that's spinning. And you kind of need to, like, drive around. And, like, because it's a big limousine that's spinning, you kind of need to, like, carefully, like, maneuver around corners and whatever. But still do it as fast as you can, kind of crazy taxi style, driving from, like, one location to the next. And it, like, cuts back and forth also to the between, like, that game and the most, like, completely insane, low-budget, like, shitty green screen full motion video of like the driver who's just like a like attractive woman named Giorgio who doesn't speak and just like a a zany cast of characters who need to get to wherever they're going as fast as they can and for some reason 
that flip back and forth between like FMV and and gameplay, the PlayStation Five just mutes the FMV. It mutes the FMV. Like it just doesn't like everything. And I'm like, well, this is half the fun of the game. Is like the game itself is kind of just like a a fun little, almost like a puzzle, because you're kind of trying to navigate this spinning thing. The game is fine, but like a a fine kind of like fun little fiddly game with insane over the top on purpose acting. That's what made it like memorable. And the PlayStation Five was just like, nope. I can play it on PlayStation Weird. 3, play it on PlayStation 4. And gameplay I can play on the 5. Like, it doesn't, like, crash or anything. Right. It just, like, it just, for some reason, doesn't play the audio when it cuts to the FMV. And I was like, we tried uninstalling, reinstalling. We tried it on another PlayStation 5 and <laughs> happened both times. Hmm. Like, what a bummer. Did you? Yeah. <clears throat> now I'm never going to play that game again. Because what am I going to do? Play it only on PlayStation 4? And I guess I could. I wonder if they fixed cross-saves. I don't know if I told you about this. It's no. it's, it's upsetting, and it's doubly upsetting because apparently Xbox has it worked out, and Sony doesn't. So if a lot of the times when you buy a copy of a game now, you're going to get the PS4 and the PS5 version together, mm-hmm. right? Even though even though they are two versions, and you can run even the PS. A lot of people have been doing this for a lot of these games. It's just they'll run the PS4, PS4 version on the, on the PS5 because it's like yeah. it, it's just a more powerful machine. So instead of trying to deal with like the janky like upscale that they probably did like on a weekend as opposed to the game that they spent five years developing (laughs) they just sort of was like like cranked up a few knobs for the ps5 version people are finding there's like way better performance just running ps4 Hmm. but uh what bugged me is on god of war ragnarok i was like oh I i just assumed that it would cross save Right, like I have a PS4 and I have a PS5. I'm at the same point in the game. It's the same game, and they were like, "Oh no, your save date is from the PS5 one. You can't load this." And I was like, "I was like, get the hell out of here, Sony!" And yeah. apparently, they've again they they said they were like, "It's an issue," and, we're, and, yeah. and and we and like it's not just God of War. It's like all of them. They're like, "We need to we need to like fix this across the board and figure out how to make those save files." interpret huh. one another like it's it's there's even cloud saving so they were like you could there's there's got to be a way and apparently the xbox does like those backwards compatible games the saves go back and forth and if i have like if i'm running the ps4 version of a game on the ps5 it's no problem obviously because then it's like the the save file goes back and forth but i'm like god they better fix this it's <laughs> like it's just, it's annoying as i mean like as my dream is obviously to like I'm going to have the two consoles. If I have games that are, like, cross-play, I can, you know, like, have one up at the cabin and one here. I don't need to, like, I can just put my game down in Montreal and then just go up to the cabin and then keep playing it without having to, like, mm-hmm. bring any hardware back and forth and just have the cloud save going back. Ah, uh, I see why the, this is, like, so important now. Yeah, To me. That's, that kind of sucks. <laughs> that, that would, that's, you, you're, like, in the, in the, like, most important cloud save case. Yeah. You know? Where you're like, or yeah, they're saying if any. I think anybody would have like, if even just like, well, because the where where I encountered it was like, oh, like Sarah was watching television. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna go into the office. I have the PS4 there. I don't want to have to like yeah. move the console or whatever. But yeah, but if you have two homes or two places that you want to game at, the save should kind of go back and forth to between yeah. the two. One or thing. you have to go back to having like with the PS1 with the little save cards. But I mean, but then it wouldn't be the right file. Like that's what I'm saying is because like if I'm with the PS4 file, it's oh, fine. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You have to go back and forth. That that's the issue. Is the issue is like just somehow a, a version compatibility between the save file. But I'm like, but it's 
to me, a save file is just a freaking spreadsheet, right? You're just telling mm-hmm. the game where you're at and the gear you have. Like, that shouldn't matter if you're running the one with, like, more frames and better, like, you know, rendering. Listen, man. Listen, man. I'm not going to... I'm. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, okay? Scott actually watched <laughs> Meet the Spartans, and I was really, really Did counting you know, on that. This could be an elaborate ruse to imagine. avoid <laughs> not having finished <laughs> Meet the Spartans. Uh, I can imagine that te- movie being pretty terrible. Yeah, he was texting us pictures of watching it and, and his displeased face. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I was... It can't re- be as bad as movie 43. Like... Like, I'm sure. I'm sure it's yeah. not, or like nothing but trouble or whatever. Yeah. Again, though, yeah. I, the thing that I mean, when event, when and if we eventually do a podcast again with Scott, <laughs> I can only imagine like if the like homophobia is really off the chain, oh, it yeah. might be like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That, it, that that's where from an can, era where they might have thought they would get away with that. Yeah, that that's yeah. where it might start getting to those other territories, right? Is is if things go nuts, nuts so like that. So yeah, I was really counting on like a fifteen to twenty minute period of talking uh, about that. Of that. Uh, well, <laughs> hey, I could talk about uh, League of Legends is one, and then there's. I, I, have, I mean, I do have other things. I have, yeah, I have the two. The Dungeon Crawl tournament is on too. Ooh. I have two rap related. Oh boy! Stories. One of which I shared with you in the thread today. Okay. That picture of Kanye and his girlfriend. I didn't actually see it. The website that I went to wanted me to load all kinds of weird stuff, so I didn't. Yeah, oh, I guess there might have been like some some code or whatever. It's Either okay. way, it's okay. It, I mean, it's, it's it's the important part though is that he apparently, like you're like okay, Kanye is a, is a fashion icon, right? Like like uh, fashion yeah. designer. He's yeah, 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 of shoe course, lines, shoe line, all of that, yeah, all that stuff. And he is quite clearly in in casual wear, wearing Muay Thai. Uh, shin guards, like and like elite brand, like like you can Google, you can just buy these from a store. They're fifty dollars. They're they're not another brand. They're not like a like Balenciaga does shin guard thing. These are what you would wear if you were a Muay Thai fighter. Okay, just, okay. Just, so what you're saying is this guy is being paid to advertise shin guards. I. I mean, why not? Of in the worst, I, I don't, I, I don't know. It's, it would be a bad advertising. It's not a good advertising. He's not a professional fighter. Nobody thinks that he can get into an octagon and make use of these things. Like, they're, they're not fashion accessories, John. They're functional shit guards. They're not fancy or anything. They're black on black. Like it's okay, okay, but on the scale, they're not even top. They're not even high been, level. Like in the last as, couple of years, how does this rank? I mean, it, do, it doesn't it rank great. that high, but it does. So, like, and then his girlfriend is yeah, his girlfriend is just wearing like a jogging suit and a crop top, whatever. And my immediate thing was that they both just look like knockoff characters from Street Fighter, like characters <laughs> that didn't make the cut for Street Fighter. Like he's wearing like a big like other stuff, which is like I guess actually I suppose fashion forward, which you could take it or leave it. Like his shirt looks like a big puffy garbage bag. That's high yeah. fashion. Like that's yeah. I'm like I can't. That is. You can make fun of it if you want to make fun of it, but like a number of people, the the reason this even crept onto my feed was that uh, one of my friends who like trains MMA was just immediately was like, "Those are just regular shin guards. Like there, there's nothing. Like we all have them. There's like a dozen pair kicking around the MMA gym. Like there's nothing fancy about this whatsoever." <laughs> and and immediately was like, and if it is, I guess to your point, a sponsorship. You're like, yeah. what a misguided sponsorship that is because. Your Kanye's brand is has 
has not and has never been like ass kicker. Like you know, well, like, even unless if he, he, he was, gets like Kanye people to wear those shin guards as a like, as a like, who, who is yeah. even a Kanye person now? Did you did you hear um, that he that he walked back his anti semitism because he, he talked to Seth Rogen right on Twitter? No, 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 no. It was not no. Seth Rogen. It was Jonah Hill. Oh, and apparently he saw, and specifically he was like, I saw Jonah Hill's like rap or whatever in Twenty One Jump Street, and he's like, this this changed my mind about everything. Twenty One Jump Street was a pretty funny movie. Good lord! Uh, So we do have Scott. So earlier in the show we were talking about how I was really counting on like a good fifteen to twenty minutes on Meet the Spartans. (laughs) Instead, we were talking about Kanye's fashion choices. Here we are! (laughs) It's time for Meet the. I did. I have to just finish the other lead. Uh, I did say I had two hip hop stories. So Scott has joined yeah. us, and before we get into Meet the Spartans, uh, the other. Did you hear about Lil Wayne, Scott? I mean, I've heard about him, but you've no, heard about you've heard about Weezy. He's the the Carter. Uh, nothing. Nothing recently. Okay. Um, he played a show in L.A. Good for him. Started uh, started an hour late. Played for about 30 or 40 minutes, then decided to, like, I mean, decided. I'm sure this was, and from what other people are saying, this is something that he's been doing on the show a lot, to be like, I'm going to transfer over to the stage to some of my, like, up-and-coming Young Money rappers and whatever. And then, like, he goes off stage, and then they perform. And, like, as you might imagine, the crowd, like, not necessarily, like, like, drops off but they're they're not you know they're not going to be like popping off for that they they didn't pay for that and they're not going to like they're they're not it's not wheezy it's not like i said it's not the guy they paid for it's not going to be like a the banger that you're asking for and whatever else so inevitably the crowd gets a little cold while this happens and then so they do two or three songs and then uh little wayne comes out and he was like you should be ashamed of yourself. We're not going to break our backs for these people anymore. Show's over. And then just calls the show at like 30 minutes. And everyone's like, yeah, but you, the reason you left the stage was presumably to like smoke a joint and go pee. And now you're getting mad at us for doing the same. <laughs> like, watch these other guys. I got stuff to do. And then you're like, I guess I'll get another beer while I wait for Lil Wayne to come back. And he's like, how dare you? How dare you take a break while I take a break? Uh, yeah, people are not happy. Uh, they were, I'm sure that is not a cheap concert ticket either. Like, I don't think there are cheap concert tickets anymore. I mean, ticket Ticketmaster sees to that. Mm-hmm. They, they make sure of it. Oh man. Uh, yeah, so that was my uh, Kanye and Lil Wayne <laughs> update. <laughs> we know we know why you tune in to 90s. This is. Spicy hot well, hip hop takes. Bieber got boring. Remember, we used to have always our little Bieber moments once every couple of weeks. Oh yeah, that was that was the thing. Ten years ago, on the cover of Rolling mm-hmm. Stone, there was Justin Bieber, and it said like, "Young, hot, and legal." That was Rolling Stone magazine had that headlining. Mm-hmm. So we have, I think, progressed as a society somewhat. That we don't put... And, like, and remember, Justin Bieber was, like, a kid that we watched grow up, right? Like, his his big breakthrough mm-hmm. was, like, a young person on, like, YouTube playing with Usher and, and having, like, the voice of an angel. So it's not like it was... Can I, can I correct you there? Huh? I did not watch that, no. Yeah, well, that's fine. 
I guess. Whatever. Uh-huh. Plenty of people. You could have, though. You I could guess. have. Though. You could have. I would say, so collect- collectively, pop music, pop culture saw this kid grow up, like, in real time, right? It wasn't even like he, like, dropped off the face of the, like, he, he, like, stopped doing music for, like, 10 years and then showed up being like, I'm an adult now. It was like, this all happened in real time. And then Rolling Stone magazine had, like, Young, Hot, and Legal for Justin Bieber. And I was like, wow, that's not cool. That's not Mm -hmm. great, Rolling Stone. Like, if it was, like, some weird, like... Maxim. Yeah, or something. Whatever Lady Maxim is. Cosmo. Cosmo, I would see. You know, if it was the cover of Cosmo, I would make sense. But this is, like, a supposed music, like... You know what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe, maybe they were trying to be make a statement about how that kind of stuff happens for young ladies who come of age. If it, I don't think it was that clever. I think yeah. I, I thought the same thing where you could see the obviously I'm sure a lot of people were like saying that for like they Miley could, Cyrus they could write and a big tongue in cheek article, yeah, like talking all about his sexuality and do it like you know you like you do it as though you were writing something about a young woman and then maybe gender bend it. I don't think it was that. No, I think it was just Justin Bieber is a sex symbol now. It's okay because he's legal. Was there a Justin Bieber joke in Meet the Spartans? There must have been. Oh my god, you guys. (laughs) Hard hitting questions. John, John, did you see the photo I sent? I did. I didn't didn't really get it though. Yeah, I couldn't tell what was going on in the movie. Oh, that was a giant penguin that came out dancing like Happy Feet and uh, started talking like a ghetto. Samuel L. Jackson. I get it because he's saying like happy feet, to, happy feet who grew up. Yeah, and then it proceeded to jump on Leonidas's face and then uh, use his cloaca to shit and piss all over him, right, right, right in his mouth and nose and, and all over his face. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. <laughs> this is this is delivering scene. even more than I possibly imagined. Like that scene alone. <laughs> that's the scene in in so three hundred where. You, Scott. <laughs> It's the scene in 300 where the prepubescent Leonidas fights the wolf. Yeah. But yes. instead of the wolf, it's it's um it's a penguin. It's an angry ghetto penguin that who then shits and pisses, pisses all over his face. Yeah. Nice. So this is like Good the boy. opening five minutes of the Ooh. film. Is that like? It. It was real bad, guys. Oh, I'm excited. The, the, the opening scene, the opening scene of the movie, is um, the description of Sparta taking their their deformed babies and throwing them off the cliffs yeah and uh the camera looks down at the baby and it's a baby shrek mm-hmm. who's like with his bad scottish mike myers accent talking trash and and asking to to get back home so he could suck the titties and then he vomits green slime all over the 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 spartan guy that's throwing him off the cliff mm-hmm who then just drop kicks him off the off the cliff? Cinema gold. Okay. No, that's bad. And there's lots of bad stuff in it, like the scene where um, he kicks the emissary from Xerxes into the pit. Mm-hmm. So, but so uh, hang on. But so is this storyline wise? Uh, like, is it just three hundred with just stupid? It's shit? just three hundred. Okay, so like story. So storyline wise, we don't need to 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 I guess dissect what goes on in the film. It's just three hundred, except there's stupid shit everywhere. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> the Persians are coming to Sparta. Sparta 
is going to go stop them at the Thermopylae. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's it's almost a beat for beat reconstruction, just with non-stop horrible jokes. And like, so he kicks the the messenger into the pit. Yeah, right. Just this is Sparta, and kicks him into the pit. Mm-hmm. And then kicks the two guards that are with him into the pit. And then as he's walking away, he turns around and he sees Britney Spears sitting in a barber chair, shaving her head, making some bad, crazy Britney jokes. So he walks over and kicks her into the pit. And then he turns to walk away and Kevin Federline runs over and is like, no, that's my meal ticket. Who's going to pay for my palimony? So he, he turns around and kicks him into the pit. And then Ryan Seacrest stops him and is like, let's see what the judges had to say about that. And he turns around and it's a, a fake Paul Abdul and Simon Cowell and yo dog, yo, I don't think that performance was really doing it for me. They all do their bit, right? The impersonations, all three of them. So Leonidas walks over and kicks them into the pit. Sounds and they great. cut back to Ryan Seacrest, who's horrified. And you can tell this because he wets himself. Oh, you know, that's comedy. And then Leonidas kicks him into the pit. That sounds great, though, honestly. <laughs> that sounds like movie magic. Ten minutes of the film is just Leonidas. Pop culture impersonators into a pit. <clears throat> and then as he walks away, he's doing what we were all thinking. Way. Yeah. <laughs> but this was two thousand eight, right? Like it's it's already kinda old at that point. Mm-hmm. And and tired and just yeah, yeah like a 15 minute yeah, segment you know <laughs> right it's just like... so that's that's awful that's that's it's bad it's badly written lazy it's badly acted it's lazy it's cheap and then you have to factor in the non-stop over the top rampant homophobia. This is what we were talking about before you joined the show. How did, how did you know? Because we were like, ah. well, I mean, Scott mentioned he's like, like, like a lot a lot of awful, awful, because we were wondering, we're like, how bad is it going to be? And I was like, you know what? Yeah. The blatant homophobia of this type of film might push it into like nothing but trouble areas of like unwatchableness. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's real bad. Um, every single chance they take, it's a gay joke. Oh yeah, because like they're, they're, every... they're Spartans. They're guys. They're wearing loincloths, so it's just it writes itself. Yeah, <laughs> every every single possible place that they could cram in a gay joke, they do. And this is not a movie made in the eighties. It's it was made in two thousand eight. So way past you should know better <clears throat> and and not not clever not funny like the the emissary from Xerxes walks up and Leonidas just open mouth kisses him and the guy's like what what was that and he's like this is the Spartan way men open mouth kiss each other men and women high five that's the joke and then that joke is played out five or six more times where just two Spartans will just turn at each other and kiss to the horror of whatever Persian emissary 
is there. It's just shitty and bad. Okay, so <clears throat> other things here. The Oracle is played oh, it, by the uh, an ugly Betty impersonator. Yep. The They're like impersonator. She's chosen for her beauty. That's ugly Betty. And then the the weird wise men freaks are just like, look, man, to us that's beautiful. That's the joke. Okay. Uh, the <sighs> the deformed Spartan who can't properly carry a shield is just deformed Paris Hilton. Yep. To do some that's hot commentary. Wow. Yep. That like that's. That's the joke. She gets like three big long scenes just to be like, "Oh my god." Well, yeah, like, like that's that, that character is like a super important character, right? Like he's the one who yeah. who betrays Leonidas to Xerxes to take, mm-hmm. tell him the the backwards entrance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's shitty. It's awful. It's bad. Um, Fuck it. the the battle at Thermopylae that you know they like in the three hundred they have waves and waves of of battles, yeah. Like they fight different things. the The first battle is a breakdancing battle, where the the Persians and Method Man, <laughs> like actual Method Man, actual Method Man. <laughs> has, well, because like everything else is impersonated. Like I'm assuming this is an actual Paris Hilton. <laughs> Playing weird... no, yeah, no, the, the actor Method Man appears okay. <laughs> as as the emissary from from the Persians to engage in a b boy dance off, and the the Spartans are all very good at breakdancing. And is the breakdancing very Persians... good? Is it is it actually good breakdancing? Yeah, it's, oh, it's I bet okay. it does yeah. the camera swooping back and forth slow mo effect. They do do that in the battle scene, not in the breakdancing scene. Mm. Okay. Um, missed opportunity, and then and then the joke for this 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 seven or eight minute joke is that the Persians are doing the Cabbage Patch and the Running Man and the MC Hammer dance, and they're like, "Ha, ah, get it?" Because they're not good at at break dance. But Method Man is their leader. <clears throat> but Method Man is their leader. That doesn't make any sense. Why is Method Man rolling then, with a crew that can't break? It makes no sense at all. <laughs> And then they get shoved off the edge of the cliff. This is the point and of the last... that I have with this film. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> they get shoved off the cliff, and the last three of the Persians just, you know, go off the diving board to jump into the waters below. Because hmm. there, there's a diving board there, so it's funny. Hmm. <sighs> then the next wave of attackers... This one sounds <clears> great. Is some, ...is some wild and out dis battle. It's just a Yo Mama fight. It's just a yo mama fight, <laughs> and then they make the, the the Persian mercenary guys cry and they leave. And that's that's the battle. That's again like ten minutes of the movie, and I'm sure packed with gay jokes. <laughs> no, it's, it's weirdly like not. They, they, they ba- in, in the yeah. this battle they back off the homophobia. In the it's this the battle. only time in the movie that they do. <laughs> it's the only time they're in like, the movie no, this is do. about fat shaming. Yeah, <laughs> and like we, we have weird... lanes here. <clears throat> yeah, like your your mama's so nasty. If she was a Spice Girl, she'd be Dookie Spice. Oh wow! And everyone goes, "Oh, home run!" It was just. Is there a chance it was written for twelve year olds? 
It says here it was written by cocaine. <laughs> I mean, if it was written for 12-year-olds in 2008, yeah. that makes them very bad people who wrote yeah. that movie. Yeah. Um, fuck, at one point, Xerxes, who is played by the fat guy from Borat, uh, gets the transformation matrix and turns his lowrider into a transformer that, that wraps around his body like a giant mech suit. And it's one trying. power. It's one power is to play on the screen in the front of it. Chris Colfer's leave Britney alone speech <laughs> to which the Spartans all stand aghast. And then it takes a step forward and unplugs itself and falls over. Like it's just, it's criminally unfunny. Uh, so hang on, the, but hang the, on. The there, queen, the seen... queen of Sparta, turns into venom to fight the the traitor councilman of Sparta, who is the Sandman, and she just jumps on him and turns him into a pile of sand. And then a random cat walks by, and shits in the sand, and then he reforms himself and he's got a cat turd on his face. So she takes out a dustbuster, and 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 dust busts him. That's fucking weird. I love how they they, they describe this so as a parody of Spider-Man Three, where like it's <clears throat> it's not that is not parody. You're misusing the word parody in this sentence. <laughs> like chaotic deconstruction. <laughs> it's you're missing the that the, only... the the Persians have secret weapons, oh, who are respectively. Ghost Rider and Rocky from the Rocky films. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ghost Rider comes out for, for no reason. For no reason. Like, like, like he's supposed to be the rhinoceros or something. And he's like, I'm Ghost Rider. I'm a, I'm a, and then they hit him with a, a fire extinguisher. And he falls to the ground. And that's it. That's the whole Ghost Rider joke. And then the, the giant that they bring around with the collar, like the weird mutant. It's just... It's a bad Rocky Balboa impersonation who does a bad Stallone, punches one of the Spartans' heads off, and then gets murdered by an injection of Botox directly into his brain. That does it. That was not a Chekhov's gun. That (laughs) syringe of Botox just shows up for the first time in that scene for no reason, if only to, to murder Rocky Balboa. Okay, so just, the saddest the saddest bit of casting wild. in this film appears to be sadly uh, Tiffany Haddish is in this film. Yeah, as one of the the dis dis girls, as uh, cast as urban girl. Yeah, as one of the yo mama dis, uh, dis girls. We already discussed. I guess Method Man is pretty sad. Phil Morris it's is pretty sad. A pr- pretty sad also. Like he's not like super like like a re- revered actor, but like he's good. Right? Dietrich Bader can be very funny. Like he he's the voice of Batman in a lot of really good Batman cartoons. And and, and his uh, Drew Carey show was pretty fun. Yeah, he's, he's a fun actor who gets a cat turd mm-hmm. stuck to his face for a scene. Uh, can we talk about I guess Carmen Electra as Queen Margot? It is. She is just there to have the camera slowly pan up her entire body, and every dude in the movie who sees her. Stares at her cleavage. Oh, 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 boobs. It's five or six times in the movie they do that. 
You know what's like particularly upsetting? <clears throat> as as I as you're discussing the fact that it's Margot who transforms, I guess, into Venom to fight uh, Traitoro, whatever, who's the the Sandman. I yep. I realized that the actual oh, parody there would be Def Jam Fight for New York, to which Carmen Electra is a playable character. Oh, <laughs> taken with Method Man, with right Method Man and Carmen Electra, and there was no Def Jam references. <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, oh. Kevin Sorbo, I guess, is the... Kevin Sorbo in 2008, I feel like, still had a bit of star power. Like a teeny, like a, a smidge. Yeah, and and for someone who's like a real right-wing nutjob... We didn't know about that, guy. I don't think, then. <clears throat> he kisses a lot of dudes right on the mouth for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, if I was going to get one point of entertainment, it was watching... Right wing nut job, MAGA hat wearing Kevin Sorbo, just recklessly making out with other <laughs> leather underpants dressed men on this set. That that was the the, the sole takeaway that was positive that I could get from this movie. Yeah, like I'm looking at his like 2005 2006 period. Like he was still like he was on Psych. He was like Andromeda had just wrapped like two or three years earlier. So like his like yeah. he still had. I'm not saying like. A great career, but like he still had something going on in Hollywood. And he's, this was... he's a recognizable name. Yeah, exactly. Like, That's you it. know who he is and what he looks like and what he's done. And it was before he went all the way, all the way, all the way, all the way off the chain. Mm-hmm. So, oh my god, guys, this movie was real bad. Okay, okay. On a, on a movie forty three type of scale, how did it compare to that? Because I remember that one being like having <sighs> moments of funny, but ge- generally being offensively stupid. It's it's, it's real bottom. close. Yeah. If like I really hated movie forty three. Sure did. Like I, it 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 is it is not going to unseat movie forty three. You're, you're in a lot of company. Real close. Well, we have movie forty three at the very bottom of yeah. the, of the list. Like, so you, you can't. But, but but just two stops spots up from there is nothing but trouble. Man, which one do you watch again mm. between the three? You know, Be- between the three. I, I hate I hate this. But it's probably <laughs> Meet the Spartans. You'd watch Meet the Spartans over Nothing But Trouble. Yeah. Oh wow. No, yeah, Nothing But Trouble has like um. It's so horrible. A, a, a physical, visceral reaction with me. Yeah, I feel I feel that, that I they're... don't feel good yeah, I, watching I f- it. I feel like. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that there might be something like too polished about some of the gross-out stuff that you're saying. That if it was like more yep. practical '80s effect, that would have turned your stomach. Like and 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 like everything about it was just so dumb. Like <laughs> they all have the the weird makeup around their abs to make them look more fit. And one of the Spartans is like a fat kid. Mm-hmm. He's got it too. And it's just like he he he. We we have painted on abs, and it's just so like boring and dumb and juvenile. It says here that Frank Miller says this is the definitive vision of his work. (laughs) (laughs) It is a definitive vision. Um, While while a movie like Nothing But Trouble is makes me sit there and think, it's it's equivalent to being like, was that meat off? (laughs) <laughs> did I did, like? I have a, a like a sick feeling in my stomach when I watch Nothing But Trouble, and I did not have it with this. I was just like, I can't. 
That's interesting. I would have. I would I have. Can't believe this was made. I would have thought, from what you're describing, I, I personally, and again, I, I have not seen Meet the Spartans. I have seen nothing but trouble. I would have had. I would have put Meet the Spartans personally below, on on account of the fact that like nothing but trouble like had something to say, whereas Meet the Spartans seems to have nothing to say. Like I would have had to have like given Dan Aykroyd at least you were like. You were making a film that was not just a copy-paste, like, pop culture injection of another film. Like, Dan Aykroyd was making a movie. It was a terrible one, but he was making a movie. It doesn't sound like Meet the Spartans was even making a movie. They were just smashing, like, Control-C, Control-V of other properties on top of a movie in the worst, like, laziest way. That would be my yeah. my my reason why I would I personally think it might go. But, I mean, but... I haven't seen no, Meet the Spartans, the, so I can't speak to it. Not, it's, Meet the Spartans had a bad reaction, but not in a way that I was like grossed out for no reason, <clears throat> or even even fully offended like I was with Movie 43. Because what happens in Meet the Spartans is very offensive, but it's so poorly done <laughs> that you're just like, oh, they, they, the they didn't know any better because they're all idiots. They're all, they're all so bad at their jobs. Writing, directing, acting, editing. The, I guess, yeah, how's the direction and editing? Like, is it a competent film from a... Technically. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not better or worse than any of the scary movie parodies mm-hmm. this is um, in that lineage right isn't is it pretty well, yeah so similar? so the whole thing, thing is so jason freeberg and aaron seltzer ah, those guys, yeah. uh they bad. primarily worked on parody films so their first five films were all <clears throat> I, I don't know if it, it must be the same studio okay so yeah that's it wait what the fuck how do, I don't know, I'm trying to, based on characters created by. So yeah, so they did uh, Scary Movie. Was there? Okay. They they wrote it. Uh, then they also did Date Movie, Epic Movie, Meet the Spartans, Disaster Movie, Vampire Suck. Vampire Suck, I remember. Wow. Like, was it not the worst? I mean, I didn't hate Scary Movie. No, I was like, original it was Scary awful, Movie. Like, I mean, the, it seems I, to be Vampire Suck is their second highest on an 18 out of 100 Metacritic score. Scary Movie is their highest. Spy Hard... Oh, no, Spy Hard is the second highest. Oh, Spy Hard's funny. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, but th- I feel that you could just put Leslie Nielsen with, like, any script in front of him, and yeah. it would be very funny. Yeah, no matter what the script was, Leslie Nielsen is going to do Leslie Nielsen on, yeah. on top of it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so I think that the whole thing... So they did Spy Hard... Spy Hard uh, had an $18 million budget and only made $26 million. They made Scary Movie, had a $19 million budget, made $278 million. That's, that's where all the other ones and come that's, from. And that's where yeah. every single other one of them comes from. And none of them until none of them until 2013's The Starving Games came close to losing money. So uh, they... No, boy. They, they they were not technically involved with Scary Movie 2, 3, 4, or 5. 
yeah. they, they, but it's like based on their on their credit on their credits. But like all every single scary movie, well, scary movie two, three, and four made between one hundred and forty and two hundred and twenty thousand dollars across the three of them. Uh, and then thousands, million, 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 okay, million dollars. And then five was the least profitable scary movie, which still made seventy eight million dollars on a twenty million budget. Which all, all of these just movies, explains. Yeah, how they make it just these. explains Meet the Spartans. Yeah, yeah, Meet the Meet the Spartans had uh, was actually guys their highest budget film that they ever made. It had a thirty million dollar budget and it made eighty four million dollars. Date movie and epic movie both had twenty millions and made eighty five eighty six million dollars. So yeah, they give these guys twenty to thirty million dollars and they basically doubled their money until disaster movie, which. Mm-hmm. Made thirty four million dollars, but then the next year they made Vampires Suck, and that made another eighty. Then they made The Starving Games, which was their appears to be their worst film. It's their their only straight up zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. A lot of these movies have like one and two percent. Straight up zero. <laughs> straight up zero on The Starving Games on a budget of four point five million. It lost their first like loss. Uh, was made three point eight million dollars, uh, and then their career was over. Best night ever is in a twenty thirteen American found footage comedy. Oh, uh, and had a budget or no? It doesn't say what the budget is, but it only made two hundred and eighty nine thousand dollars. And then Ooh. super fast, which you might imagine is a Fast and the Furious parody, which was twenty fifteen. Uh, had a twenty million dollar budget and made two million dollars, and I think that is. The last time these boys get to work in Hollywood. <clears throat> Carmen Electra is in four of their movies. I bet they had a lot of fun. And that was 20 years? They basically, yeah, from 96 to 2015, they made uh, all these movies. So, and what's also crazy is they were like, they're born in 71 and 74. So, like when they did Spy Hard, when they wrote Spy Hard, they were in their twenties. Like if they, if if between twenty age twenty something and forty something, I just made all these shitty movies and just basically probably and got to hang out with the Hollywood Z list. Prob- I bet they partied probably straight animals. straight up sex, drugs, rock and roll, like nonstop yep. all the time, yep. making these things. And they definitely they made studios some money with their garbage. A little bit, you know. I, I like. I'm kind of bummed that there isn't a lot more movies in this space that that are like in the in the not that huge a budget, and then I don't know. And somehow, like, if they don't have to suck, like, well, yeah. I mean, like, because like the 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 what you want, right? The the template for what you want, and I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Like, what you want is super bad with a 17 million dollar budget and, yeah. and 170 yeah. million dollar box office. That's what you want. Yeah. Like, you want a film like Super Bad, which is like kind of a little bit of a raunchy comedy, whatever else like that, but a springboard from a couple unknown like comedic actors mm-hmm. at the time, and then it just goes batshit. And then I feel that like you want super bad, but it's so much easier to make date movie, scary movie. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, so uh, does it go right above in your mind? Nothing but trouble. So yeah. So where does it where does it rank? I was saying it can't it can't go above Rocky Horror Picture Show unless you the time warp because it's derivative nonsense that steals from other things. But at least the Rocky Horror Picture Show had like somewhat recognizable music that was not the worst. 
So there's your your yeah. above above or below paranormal entity. Below that, below that, just because it was so achingly boring. And here's here's my last wild take about this movie. It's... Paranormal Entity was very boring, dude. It was <clears throat> it was the, the shitty knockoff of Paranormal Activity. It was just like it was like if the three of us were like we're going to with no budget film a Paranormal Activity on our cell phones and then just call it a movie and being like the lights flick off and on. <laughs> and we're like spooky. We should do that. <laughs> but like for like not like for like a YouTube video, like a feature dude, film this way. It would be so good. Your cabin is so sketchy, especially with the caved-in... Oh, my God, it's true. It would be so good. (laughs) Meet Meet the Spartans had 18 minutes of extra scenes after the credit. 18? And you stayed. Oh, my God, your commitment to sparkle motion is inspiration. (laughs) I was like, oh, there's a scene after the credits. And then I played another credit. 18 minutes? Like, oh, there's another scene. Wait a minute, there's... How long are these these credits cannot be this long? And it just kept going and going and so going. But I feel that that was probably hang on, so two thousand and eight. But they weren't they weren't even like bloopers. They were just more scenes. Like I'm... everyone was dead. And they're like a few more scenes of this. Like Carmen Electra as Spider Man hanging outside upside down at the window looking at the reflection of the black costume. And then Donald Trump opens the window and is like, Spider-Man, you're fired, and cuts the web, and she falls. I was, was going to really, say, really I was gonna say if this was maybe no, it meant, to, really be, meant to be part of the parody of like, the MCU the stuff. But like, Iron Man only came out in 2008. So like, that wasn't even like the, the post-credits thing wasn't even yeah. like a crazy trope the way it is now. They were just doing it. It's, it was crazy. It was not like a big Chris Colfer leave Britney alone joke. That that wasn't that wasn't still relevant. Was it? No. Was it ever? I mean, it was when it came out for like, like five minutes. Five it, minutes. No, that thing is that video has like a hundred million views, and even Weezer put them in in the. Pork so and right, beans video. you're right. You're right. It had a little bit in there. So so it was 2007. So it wasn't like when did it when did it happen? <laughs> when did it meme timeline? Not not in time for it to be relevant to take such a and it it wasn't even a joke. It was just playing the video. Like there was no yeah, gag behind. Oh my god! It was so. Right, just, it just you, got, you got it below or above paranormal entity then? Below, just because it was so. I feel. I mean, at least paranormal activity didn't have rampant homophobia, so maybe that that mm-hmm. knocks it knocks yeah. it down. But you're saying you can't put it below nothing but trouble, so just above nothing but trouble. Yeah, like I'm not saying it's good. <laughs> I'm just saying we are, that nothing but we trouble. are talking about the bottom of a list of films with 250 films on it, and we're like, and we're, <laughs> we're, we're we're slicing thin um, between let's see, position 227 and 226. Is where we're dancing around. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, nothing but trouble makes me feel not well. But but I feel that that's a success of it as an artistic endeavor. You should experience Sex and the City too. (laughs) And bored and offended. Uh, All right, we did it, and we got Scott. So this is a whole thing. Yay! Like, don't don't watch this movie. 
tune in Don't. to Garbage Time where I guess I'll probably talk about Super Mario Bros. <laughs> the film. <laughs> Wait, isn't that isn't that like eight content? Not oh, really, not anymore. It's been out for like a month. It's actually on VOD now. Thanks for sticking around to the very end of this show. That means you're our number one fan. As our number one fan, maybe you're wondering a way that you can show your support for this. We've set up a few ways, and the boys are going to tell you about it now. If you like this show, you might know other people that like this show, or maybe they'll like some of the other stuff that we're doing on the website. If that's the case, you can tell them all about it using all of the social networks, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of those. Or you could just you know, send people links directly to the website. Or if you live in a world without the Internet and you only listen to podcasts, you can tell people about it with your human mouth. There's other ways we could support us, John. If your interest in supporting us extends to the financial section, you might consider patreon.com slash 9to5cc. If you go there, you can get perks like early content, you can get your questions answered on the air, and you can get extra art. We've been doing this show for a long time, so we kind of know what we're doing. Not really. 905.cc. <laughs> Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.